Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Mike. And I'm Marty. And this is Two Guys, A League, and Some Guests. Let's get it started. Welcome back, folks. Mike and Marty here. We are back from our summer break. It is... Oh. Season three, About time. episode one. Marty, let's let's get this. Oh. Uh, two Goliath guys, obviously brought to you by THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you guys. And we are sponsored by DraftKings as well. Thank you very much, Big DraftKings, there, for, for sure. giving us a little bit of cash. Uh, you know, Appreciate four that. times a year. Thanks love, a lot. Appreciate love. it, Marty. Great to have you back. I was going to say glad, but you know, it's glad's not, nah, enough. not enough. Great, great to have yeah. you back, bud. Great, uh, great to have this, you, like this image in front of me right now where you're there oh, yeah. and the recording's there yeah. and our notes are there and <laughs> all know. these tabs are open. Like, I'm back at it, man. I'm alive again. This I know, is good. I know. <laughs> I'm, sitting, I'm sitting here and I'm just like, this is it. This yeah. is it. Let's go. Actually, you uh, know what? This, one. Is, this guys, should go socials. Put it on the socials. Hold on a second. Keep going. Guy, Keep guys, uh, guys, I'm telling you, we got a program for you today. Uh, all your favorites. We got around the boards. We got check my fanny. Uh, we're going to go over all of our off-season uh, dealings in the CFHL. Uh, Beauties and the Beast. We have oh, a yeah. top five edition yes, we for do. skaters, defensemen, or so, I shouldn't say skaters, forwards, there defensemen, you. and goaltenders. Everybody skates. Oh, and by, and by <laughs> the way... Marty has cooked us up a nice little meal, and he's going to put a little pinch of Connor Bedard in there as well. I will also give my pinch of Connor Bedard, so we'll give you a little prediction on the Phenom as well. Marty, around the boards, we got two teams that we're going to talk about. Yes. That, you know what? Are kind of I listen? I, I was going to say they're going in different directions, but I, we'll we'll hold our thoughts on the Jets. We know where the the, the Devils are going. Right. Straight up. Hold our thoughts on the Jets. The Jets could go one way or the other. We're going to get into this a little bit. You know what? As a matter of fact, I think we'll just get right into it right now. No more postponing. Listen, Uh, quite frankly, the Winnipeg Jets, you you kind of touched on a little bit. They can go either way. And and I do believe that they could go either way. You're going to hear me heavy on one side, but I I don't think you're wrong. This... This could go either way. Because I think we mentioned it two years ago when they signed Rick Bonus, and they were kind of looking and were like, ah, what? And they stripped uh, Blake Wheeler of the captaincy. So those two moves told me that, okay, so there's, there's changes coming. This is a team that isn't sure where they want to go. Is it a full-on rebuild? Is it a, is it a, a tweak here or there? What's going to happen? And I'm not going to hide it anymore. In my opinion, their moves... Um, I think this team is better than they were last team. I think Rick Bonus proved what he can do with this team by getting them into the playoffs. And I think right here, all cards on the table, this is a better, a much better team than last year. They're going to go further in the playoffs this year. Um, I, oh, I'm, I'm yeah, not good. as... I, 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 I don't think I'm as bullish. You know what? I'm going to put it this way. We may not be necessarily far off okay. from each other, but I think we're safe to say you're a little bit more bullish on the Jets than I am. Okay, fair enough. I, I think that's I think that's safe to say. You, you're thinking playoffs for the Jets. Yes. Oh yeah. I, I I'm I'm going to reserve thought on that, and obviously a massive amount of that has to do with Shifley and Hellebuck. I mean, yes, 
They're still both Winnipeg, Winnipeg Jets right now. Yeah. And they very well could be for, you know, if, if not three quarters of the season, all season. Mm-hmm. It depends on what these guys want to do at the deadline. Depends where the team is at at the deadline. That too. So, so for me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to withhold my uh, final answer, if you will, uh, until later in the year. If I'm to, if I have a gun to my head right now, I would say that the Winnipeg Jets would miss the playoffs. Oh, you're so wrong. You're so wrong. You could now, be more now, wrong. now. Now, what I will, well, you know, hey, you know what? Well, maybe we'll get some cases of beer in here for some uh, some bets and stuff. We'll, 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 we'll oh, see what happens yeah? throughout the show. We'll see how the, I'm fine we'll with see that. See how all this goes. Oh, oh, I'm I'm thinking that I'm thinking we're putting up a case of beer for the the Connor Bedard prediction. That's oh, sure. okay, that's a hundred percent, hundred percent, definitely, definitely. But I mean. Listen, I mean, the trade, Pierre-Luc Dubois goes to the LA Kings. I'm I'm quite, if I'm a Winnipeg Jets fan, I'm actually quite happy with that deal. Oh, yeah, you should I be. just don't know. I just don't know if they have enough to get where the Jets have been in previous years here. Okay. Okay. I mean, I think we, I think we can all agree here. The talent level has lowered to a certain extent. Uh, it, it, Potentially even just staying as is, okay. if you will. Okay. So I, I just I don't think they've they've they haven't taken a step ahead. They've maybe done it. They maybe they've maybe taken a lateral move or kind of lowered, or or people should lower expectations on them a little bit. Again, I think some of the players that they got back, in particular Velarde, I really really like him. I have fallow, serviceable guy. I mean, you're adding Nino Niederreiter over the off season. So listen, there's pieces in. Winnipeg is not a, a an NHL team that's devoid of talent here. Like they've got talent and and they're going to they can do some damage. I just don't know if I see them making the playoffs. All right, listen, this a, is a, a lo- this is your uh, it's fine, but you're wrong. <laughs> hey, and and I'm going to I'm going to explain we'll to you see. why cuz we'll everything see. everything you just said is exactly why I it, it it's that's the the naysayers side of things, right? This is why they're not as good. Um, temper your expectations, slow down. You're putting the card ahead of the horse, that kind of conversation. I'm going to tell you why all of that doesn't mean anything. Last year, okay, so when they were, I'm going to start with Mark Shifley, okay? They removed the captaincy from Blake Wheeler, and rather than give it to what should assume be a no-brainer, give it to Mark Shifley because of the longevity that he's had, because of the pedigree that he is, you would assume Mark Shifley, at the very least, would get you know a solid consideration for it. And I don't know. At the end, he should he didn't get it. Okay, obviously they went with nothing but assistant captains. Still no captain. Still no captain this year. They still haven't given it to him. He hasn't shown any type of leadership, as far as I'm concerned. Well, look what happened in the playoffs. The only person who showed up in the playoffs was Pierre Luc Dubois. And now you might say, well, geez, Marty, you're making that point, but they would turn on trading him. Listen, Iafalo and Velarde are two players that were on a team that they were doing well. Their progression was coming. They were on their way up. Their trajectory was up. Iafalo had an injury, I believe, last year, kind of cut his shorter, his season a little bit too short. But they were two pieces on a very much run and gun type of offense in LA. You and I dissected LA a hundred times last year and couldn't figure out why they were getting so many Ws. It didn't make much Mm -hmm. sense. But one thing they were definitely doing was scoring the puck a lot. And that's LA, a little bit unstructured, Maybe a little unorthodox, but man, does it work for them for whatever reason. They're, but LA is an entirely different story. Now they come over and Rick Bonus has a plan, has it set. 
you guys are doing this, you guys are doing that, this is what it is. And everyone on that team has accepted that that's why they did so well last year. They actually absolutely agree. They overachieved last year. However, it's the same system. And now you're bringing in two pieces, in my opinion, in Velarde and Iofalo, who need just a smidgen more of structure to redefine their game, to really send it to the next level and finish off their trajectory. And I think that's what's gonna happen. That's why I love those two pieces in Winnipeg there. Mark Shifley, trade him. Um, I would imagine they're gonna wait a little while, show that he's still got the, the goods, and then really cash in. But they're gonna cash in with players who are not only young, but somewhat proven, and they're gonna fit right into this system. They're gonna fill in a couple more little holes, whether it's on defense or it's more forwards on offense. And then you've got Helly, who, in my opinion, gives some serious consideration to sticking around a little bit longer as he sees all the pieces starting to make a lot of sense and the team in front of him winning game after game, looking better than last year, the hype picking up, all the white coming back in Winnipeg where they're all waving the towels for season games. I'm telling you, this is an exciting time to be a Winnipeg Jets fan. In my opinion, this is the direction they should be going and this is where it goes. However, if Helly does get traded, they'll get someone, and this is the perfect fit to me, trade him to New Jersey, which is ironic, the other team we're going to talk about, and then get a guy oh, like man, Vanacek. I, I know. But I, <laughs> oh, and man, that's, I love that. And that's our next conversation with New Jersey. But oh my God, would that ever be? Oh. I, yeah, well, and we'll get to your freaking little trade too. Um, <laughs> but... They'll get a piece back that they imagine getting Vanacek back. Now Vanacek's got a chip on his shoulder. He's got something to prove. This is the perfect team to prove it on. This team he could carry not only to the final or to the finals, well, not only to the playoffs, but further than the, than the first round. He did it for New Jersey, but in, and then obviously fell apart. And then Akira Schmidt got all the attention. And now what's now? There's a big question mark around him. This is the perfect opportunity to me. This is exactly the kind of things that have and. Let's not forget, I've talked about all these guys. I haven't really mentioned the entire team yet. Like you mentioned Niederreiter, but there's still Perfetti. Um, I don't think I'm saying his name. I'm still not saying names properly, guys, but uh, hang in Perfetti. there. Perfetti. Cole Perfetti. Cole Perfetti. There you go. Um, <laughs> I haven't even talked about Kyle Connor. He's we, we, and he's their best player. Um, Ehlers. Josh he, Morrissey. Morrissey. Josh Ehlers. Morrissey. Like, this team is ridiculously deep. And these are players who have proven that they can do it. Those are the proven players. I only really just talked about some of the players that have something left to prove. So take that all into consideration. In my mind, that's why I'm excited about Winnipeg. That's why I believe they're going to leapfrog the eighth place. They're going to... Uh, don't sleep on Winnipeg is basically my point in all of this little little ramble here. Well, no, and 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 look, I mean, yes, I disagree with the... with. I will disagree with the point that, you know, they're for sure going to make the playoffs. Um, is this a team that, like, listen, I'm not saying that this team can't be there, wild card, uh, you know, fighting and scratching and clawing a la Florida Panthers, if you will, kind of, you know, doing their thing. And again, I, I, I repeat that, like, they're not a, they're not devoid of talent. There, there is talent on that team. I, I just, I have to wonder, how can I put this? If they would have got, if they would have traded Shifley and Hellebuck in the off season, I, I just, I think there could be a small distraction with that, and, and I think that's where I'm coming from in regards to. Not wrong. I, 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 I would have loved to see them. I, I know Chev, I know Chevy is, is patient. He's going to take his time with it. But my God, like I mean, you probably could have, hell, you could have gotten a, a, a King's ransom at least for Hellebuck anyway. Yes. 
I, ju- I just think that there's a potential that it could be a distraction. Now, this could also be the type of team, and we've seen this before, Marty. Yes, they have, I'll, I'll call them some stars in Shifley and Hellebach, but th- the rest of them are kind of, you know, second liners, so to speak, right? Like even in Aylers, you can, you can put him down in the second line right now, only because that's where, th- that's where he's ever been. Yeah. He's never gotten the opportunity, which exactly. he, will, he will get his opportunity on uh, first line and power play one as well this year. He's definitely going to get, and, and that's a guy I'm looking out for. Yeah. Uh, this year is Nick Ehlers. I mean, he may have a nice little breakout. But again, to kind of to kind of finish it off with the Jets here, good team, lots of great pieces. I just wonder if the Shifley and Hellebuck is going to be somewhat of a distraction up to and including when they either get dealt or signed to stay or whatever the the course of action is. Okay. Um, I, I, the last thing I will say on this is I do I, I am going to follow uh, your lead, and I do believe that if anybody is going to get moved, I do think Shifley gets moved first. Um, listen, centerman, any any team in the league wants them. Yeah, and 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 I'm and sure good. that Winnipeg could get. He is. He's I very mean, this, good. Ma, Marty, this guy scored forty goals in the league. Like th- this, this is a, when you're talking about a 30 goal score in the NHL, like the, these guys do not grow up on, uh, grow on trees here. You know what I mean? Like, so if you can get your hands on one and there, there's an opportunity to do that, especially centerman. And I mean, this guy's kind of a big guy too. If I'm not mistaken, Scheidt is like six, three, kind of a bigger boy. I want to say two tennis. Uh, so he can, you know, he's not, he's not a frail centerman. It's a big guy. Yeah. So uh, anybody would want him. I know. I know I've seen it time and time again. Boston, Shifley, Boston, yeah. Shifley, Boston, Shifley. And I, and I know, getting a little sick and tired of it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, not, not, not the actual fact of him going there, just the, how many times do I got to see this throughout yeah. the summer. But, but listen, again, like we said off the top, this Winnipeg Jets team is going to be a funny team this year. This could be a team that could do some, some damage, get into the playoffs, maybe even the second round. Who knows? If they go on a run like Florida, maybe even further, or this is a team that's selling at the deadline. So things are really, really up in the air for for Winnipeg right now. It's just going to be a matter of which course are they going to take. I do believe, and you did allude to it already, Marty, there has been some talk that Hellebuck is open to remaining a Jet. Mm -hmm. He's open to it. So, i.e., we can have some conversations We'll see. But I think until this kind of muddiness works its way out here for me, then I kind of have a better idea of what I'm looking at in regards to the Winnipeg Jets here. For us, yes. But, but I, I think once the season starts, even once training camp starts, I think this is where Hellebuck is going to start to see things cutting together. Um, and in fact, sorry, I think we're all going to see that. Um, we're going to see this team start to to really fill out. and we're, I, I just, I don't know. I'm not I'm not even a Winnipeg fan per se, but I just see the pieces making so much sense and the 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 fact that they overachieved last year but stayed consistent like they didn't they didn't necessarily overachieve all at one point which got them in. Well, However, they did towards the end close like at the end they were really pushing they were they were flirting with disaster near the end. However, they didn't make it. It's just they fell apart in the playoffs. Well, I mean, 
when you when you look at the brass tacks here and, and and the numbers, I mean, the Winnipeg Jets had forty six wins last year, dude. It's a very good team. Like, like ninety five points, five seventy nine winning percentage. Like, they're 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 there. Oh yeah. Like, and and if you take who they lost out, and then you you start putting some of these players in, Velarde, uh, Niederreiter. Um, you know, they're going to get Cole Perfetti back for hopefully a full year this year, right? Mm-hmm. So, the P- again, we're kind of, re- I'm probably repeating myself a little bit, and this is the last thing I'll say on the Jets. The, it, it can really go one way or the other, Marty. Like, the, this team, the, the, there's one little, th- one little thing or one little move can make such a difference for this team right now. It, it, you know, Shifley goes, okay, now are they in a bit of a retool or rebuild? Like, what are they doing there? Oh, okay. Is this Hellebuck follow him, out, follow him out the door? Okay, now we are in a rebuild or retool, whatever you want to use. Depending on so, what they get back. It, it, from a fan's perspective, if you're a fan of the actual Winnipeg Jets, you're probably, it's probably pulling out your heartstrings a little bit here. But if you're a fan of hockey like Marty and myself, this is going to be really, really interesting to watch as it unfolds over the course of the year. You know, did they trade some of these guys right, the, right off the hop? Now that everybody's back in town, you know, GMs are talking, so on and so forth. Does it happen now? Does it happen at the deadline? Hey, do they use them as own rentals? If they're fighting and scratching and clawing sure, and they're in not? a wild card spot come not deadline time, are they going to say, screw this? Yeah. We're using both of these guys as own rentals. Yeah. And we're giving her. So... It, it makes it extremely, extremely interesting, no matter which way you want to look at it here, in regards to the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, I mean, I, I myself, as a fan of hockey, I'm just going to sit back and wait and see how this all plays out. Because, I mean, it's all a, it's all a drama all on its own. Yeah. Winnipeg himself. Forget the rest of the league. Um, last thing I'll say is just keep this in mind. Winnipeg were 10 points behind Dallas. Okay? So let's just keep like, that in mind. That's re- like, if like you a- think Dallas is head and shoulders, really? 10 points out of eighth, okay? Away from and Winnipeg. Don't f- and don't forget, and that's a lot closer than you think because yes, if you, it is. S- one, you can sit there one, and say, oh, well, only 10. They only won one more game. Dallas won 47, Winnipeg won 46. There you go. So there you go. there's so, not much of a difference. So a couple of, couple losses by Dallas, a couple of yep. wins by uh, Winnipeg. Hey, we're like, we're right, we're right here. Like, you're, yep. yeah, man. Mm. All right, bud. All right. Winnipeg. You're off the table. New Jersey. We're bringing in. Oh, the big guns. This is. I like this team. Listen, I like this team so much. Listen, I'm I'm a little bit, little bit of a teaser here. Probably a little early. We're going to have a gentleman by the name of Neil Villa Piano. Oh, don't screw that up. He's thank you for saying he's coming. (laughs) He's (laughs) he's coming on at the beginning of October. So there's a little bit of a teaser for you there. Uh, We're going to have a chance to talk to him. He uh, he runs the uh, podcast Devil State of Mind. And I'll tell. And the reason I'm mentioning him is, man, oh man, Neil, and I'm sure all of you Devils fans out there had one hell of a summer. Oh my! God. Sign Brat, yes, please. Sign Timo Meyer, thank you very much. Like this, you know, I, I have it written down here. Last year was the summer of Pierre. Well, if that's the case, then this summer was the summer of Tom, as in Tom Fitzgerald, GM of the New Jersey Devils, because. Man, this guy got some work done, son. Like, top six players. Oh, my God. He signed Meyer and Bratt to eight-year contracts. Unbelievable. I'm just, 
you want to know what this reminds me a little bit? And it's kind of funny that I just mentioned Pierre Dorian. If you remember, uh, folks, last year, right at the start of the year, first program of the year, Marty and I got into the Ottawa Senators and the ridiculous and criminal contracts that they have signed for all of their top players. Well, I'll tell you what. They may be getting a little bit more money in certain cases here and there throughout the New Jersey Devils lineup. But Tom, Mr. Fitzgerald, kudos to you, boss. That is a great piece of work that you have going on there. Brings in Tyler Toffoli. That's the one. The top si- That's the one. the top six. And Whoa. Marty, I'm not, e- I'm not even going to say this kid's name because I know how high you are on him. And we haven't even mentioned his name oh. yet. The, it, DM? You know who I'm talking about. Oh, you Dawson know it, da- dog. Mercer. You- oh, Steal my Steal my heart, Dawson Mercer. I love this kid. This you kid, will be a dragon soon. You will be a dragon soon. Shut your goddamn mouth. Are you serious? You're gonna try <laughs> I swear to God. If you you're gonna I see now I don't know what my plan is anymore. I had a plan, but because you said that, everything's in the garbage. Thanks a lot for that. I might just say screw with, my plan. I'm going for Dawson Mercer because Mike's gonna take him. <laughs> with the fifteenth overall selection in the CFHL draft. I have a twelfth. Ooh. <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So he's gone. We s- we'll love you from afar, Dawson. We'll love one, you from afar. One son. way or another, Dawson Mercer, <laughs> you cannot fly under the radar anymore. Um, no. He's so it, it, from my perspective, New Jersey across the board. Everybody, everybody, everybody's going to do better, and, and and that's a ridiculous thing to say in terms of fantasy. Um, and that's a ridiculous thing to say because I believe everybody had a career year last year. Um, the only one I'm going to reserve judgment on is potentially Timo Meyer. Now, I'm saying that because I don't know. I, there's something about him. He didn't exactly click that great oh when he got there. But it doesn't matter. He's still going to do very well. Dawson Mercer, 27 goals last year. That's going to be his lowest total for the next five years, I guarantee you. I guarantee These guys- you. Nick, these like, guys are these guys are going to be sick. They're going to be sick, Marty. L- l- I'm, okay, I'm looking at the daily face-off, the the, uh, the lineup combo. I, me too. Yeah. L- l- just look at this man. They're second for, line, for, dude. Dude, this is ridiculous. Timo Meyer on the first line with Nico Heischer and Dawson Mercer. Thank you very much. What? Oh my God, Dawson. If that. you fall to fi- if you fall to fifteen, Dawson. I swear to God. Okay. Um, Tyler Toffoli on the second line with Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt. Excuse oh, me. Hold on a second. Excuse hold me. on a second. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. All right. Third line. This is, Marty. Listen. This is what blows me away. Li- no, the, the bottom six is what. Listen, I love the top six. I'm not taking anything oh, of course. from the top six. But that's obvious. You know, I, I would. I, it it, it get just short of giving me an orgasm. The top six. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just saying. Now. You got to think playoffs. You got to think, you know, getting into the second and third round. Yes. Listen, listen to the names that I'm about to give to you. Third line for the New Jersey Devils. Andre Palat, Stanley Cup winner. Eric Halla. Excuse me? And and I'm sorry. Halla is such an underrated guy in that position. In that position. Second line. Nope. Third line. Awesome. And then, and then on that third line, a young up and comer in Holtz. Are you serious? Holtz is Now, hold on. Now hold on, it gets better. Fourth line, Tomic and, and Thomas Nosek, Michael McLeod, and Nathan Bastian. Now you're gonna sit there and say, Michael, who Mike, who the hell are these guys? Okay. <laughs> Listen, 
You don't know, need to know who those guys are because that's exactly the type of game that they're going to play. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Thomas Nosek. If I'm, I believe he came from the Vegas system. I think he was picked up by Vegas, and that's where I, that's where I remember. That's where he really stood out to me. He was so there, but he was in Boston last year. Last year, okay. So he he ends up signing with New Jersey, I think, over the course of the summer, if I'm not mistaken. My point is, Marty, we've talked about this type of stuff endlessly since we uh, started this podcast. When you have players put into the proper positions, okay? Yeah. Thomas, Thomas Nosek is going to look out of place on the second line, okay? But when you give me Thomas Nosek... And a guy like Michael McLeod, who, by the way, for Jesus. this New Jersey team, I want to say a couple of years ago, was was leaned upon to put the puck in the net. Yeah. And it's not to say that the kid can't do it. It's just that they've gone out and gotten Timo Meyer, Tyler Toffoli. Yeah, we're signed to these guys. <laughs> like, so he's gone down the lineup. I.e., you have what would potentially be, oh, I don't know. I mean, if things would have worked out differently over the past couple of years, maybe you're looking at a 20 to 25 goal scorer in Michael yep. McLeod, who's yep. now on your fourth line. This, got, this isn't a guy, this isn't a, 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 a no-brainer here. This guy knows what he's doing. This guy can play hockey, can put the puck in the back of the... I, I don't know, Marty. I, I looked at this a couple of weeks ago, you know, leading up to the year, and I just said to myself, right now... Carolina, New Jersey, and the New York Rangers. This thing, we're talking about how interesting it's going to be to watch Winnipeg. Watch the Metropolitan Division and at the top of that division. It is going to be absolutely and utterly ridiculous. Like, the the New Jersey Devils, I'm sorry, Marty. Even even if they do not get a hellebuck, these guys have what they need to make a deep run. The only 100%. concern you would have if you're a New Jersey Devils fan would be the goaltending. And I don't mean that in an absolutely negative way. What I mean by that is uh, Vanacek obviously puttered out in the playoffs last year. Yeah. Schmid had to come in, so you ended up relying on the young guy. He fizzled out a little bit as well. But, I mean, granted, young kid getting yeah. his first taste of real, real solid action. Jesus, yeah. So, so listen, the, both of these kids... Are a year older now. Vanacek knows exactly what it takes to be a one number one goalie now. Like, oh yeah, you got to remember he's coming from he's coming from Washington last year, and yep. he's splitting duties with Samsonov. Yep. Like this guy had nowhere near the workload of a number one netminder, and I think he burnt out a little bit last year, and rightfully I so. Yep. I mean, he's getting used to to, to the to the workload. Yeah, but this year, this year's a different story, and again. Even if this Hellebuck thing doesn't go down for New Jersey, uh, they're ready. They Marty, are. they're ready. I wouldn't be concerned with them, and I'm going to give you – I'm going to say two things about New Jersey. Um, specifically, one. Last year, they won just as many games as Carolina in their division. Um, ended up one point short. So that's your overtime loss. That's the difference there. That's the biggest difference. However, when you look closer at that, they were the better team on the road. They had a 28-9-4 versus 24-11-6, both phenomenal road records. I mean, we're grasping at straws here. But when you're looking at that, you're going, this team is ready to battle. Add on top of that, everything you just said about their lineup, top to bottom, give that kind of a lineup to a Lindy Ruff. Oh, man. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? 
Give that to like, Lindy and Ruff. And, and 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 Marty, I mean, New Jersey. It's not even fair. Everybody sees New Jersey a little bit as a kind of run and gun and more offensive, right? Like you have to remember. Yeah. You have to remember. And, and you just pointed it out with Lindy Ruff. It doesn't matter. Like Marty, we could be sitting here in January and talking about the Devils again, and they've just they're 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 scoring at will. The offense is awesome. The whole night. My point here is that at some point there is a defensive conscience, even if it's only Lindy Ruff, and he just so happens to be your head coach. So somewhere along that along the line, this lineup is going to know how to play defense. Protect the lead. Like, I mean, dude, Listen, look, we all remember Lindy Rupp as a player. Well, perfect example yeah. of this. Okay. Goals against last year, they had 226. One of the most defensive teams out there because that's all they had. New York Islanders. Phenomenal goaltender. Like, he, are, would you not agree? <laughs> of course you can oh, agree. Oh, dude. <laughs> uh -oh. One of the You're preaching to the choir here, yeah. bud. <laughs> Arguably one of the best uh, goaltenders currently in the league. Okay, so we're just going to say that versus Vanacek. Okay, New Jersey led in 226 goals. Islanders led in 222. The difference is four goals. Don't tell me that like, New Jersey hasn't figured it out defensively. They figured it oh, all no. out. They know. I know. I know that's not what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, there is nothing about this team last year that really needed mm. any tooling. But what did they do? They went out and found some things to retool and, and just make it ridiculous. And and the, and one intangible that I will add to this, and then I'll leave you. I'll let you have the last say on New Jersey. When they beat the New York Rangers, okay, you got to remember the Rangers, yeah. veteran laden team, great goaltender, great coach. Uh, Gallant at the time, obviously not with the team anymore. Laviolette mm. took over over the summer. That has to be massive, Marty, because you got to remember, like you know, here here I'm I'm going over the the, the lineup again. You know, like he's your young kid. Hughes is pretty young. Brat I think is only like 25. Holtz, young yeah. kid. Oh, Dawson yeah. Mercer, young kid, 21 yeah. or 22, I think. My point here is, Marty, in all reality, the Rangers should have taken that series. So, in a mental aspect, for yeah. the, a young New Jersey Devils team, to beat the Rangers, and yes, they, they, they uh, hit the wall in the second round against Carolina, but they did give them a little bit of a go here. They yeah. pushed. Oh, yeah. So, so, just the mentality of this team going into this year, like, I mean... And remember, Ka could, Carolina look. was supposed to be there. New Jersey wasn't. So No, and, and that's what I mean, like... Like mentally, the the mental fortitude that these guys are going to have going into 100%. this year now is yeah. is only going to be that much more. Like, what's that? The Rangers are waiting for us. Carolina's waiting for us. They're not. It's not. It's not a scary proposition. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like yeah. these these guys are like these guys are like no no. We took the Rangers down. We took out Shosturkin last year. Yeah. Like bring on bring on Frederick and bring on the the Band Aid boys that are the Carolina Hurricanes goaltending. Like bring them on. And, and and that scares me a little bit because now you're getting into a situation with the New Jersey Devils where this team is full of piss and vinegar and now they've got the swagger behind it. Oh, yeah. Now they've yeah. got the swagger behind it. And, you again, I go back to Lindy Ruff. If things get out of hand 
at any point this year. They go on a losing streak. Like, he becomes a big factor. Yeah. Like, he's been there, dude. He's been there. He's Buffalo, Dallas. Like, this guy's been around. And he's going to keep this. He's going to keep these guys level, man. And for as much as this isn't why you brought him in there, and maybe maybe you don't necessarily look at him as that, but Timo Meyer has actually been through a couple of rebuilds in San Jose that have completely puttered out. Um, petered out? Petered out. Um, he, I'm not saying you've got him to lean on for leadership, but in, in a sense, you kind of do. He came from something that was really shitty, uh, and the, sink, uh, the, the ship sank quickly. This is different for him. I doubt he would be anything but... Um, eager to see this thing really work out so he might keep help keep a few of those guys uh, in check and then you got tyler to now that's your veteran leadership right there and that guy right there on that second line that's he gonna be is, so huge man the thing about to is i don't know how much of a secret it is in your league um but to could be a very good mid to late sleeper pick if he he makes it that far because at the end of the day he's playing with two guys who can easily break 100 points so that means you know 80 90 possibly for him as well so he's been consistent his entire career so i see no reason for him not to you you know i go back to the whole summer of tom thing right and no not tom sheer sorry tom not you no no, we're not talking about you bud nobody cares about you we'll talk (laughs) we'll we'll talk about you later on Maybe we'll bring you on for another one of your predictions or something. Yes, seriously. That was weird. But for for me, it's it's almost it's almost like Fitzgerald sat there and said, Okay, this is what I need, this is what I need, this is what I need, and this is what I need this summer. Bang, bang, yeah. bang, bang. Like when you're you have to remember in bringing in Tyler Toffoli, he's not only bringing in a guy, I think, that pushed 40 goals or 35. Like, I think he was up there in goals last year. Um, you know, you're bringing in a guy that's productive. You're bringing in a veteran into a, a younger team. But the key for me, the key for me, two-time Stanley Cup winner, Tyler Toffoli. That, to me, is the key. Because, you're yes, you're bringing in the veteran leadership. But you know what? This New Jersey team is going to be playing 82 games to see where they end up in the playoffs. You know it. I know it. Jack Hughes knows it. Lindy Ruff knows it. Tom Fitzgerald knows it. The New Jersey Devils will be in the playoffs at the end of this season. And a guy like Tyler Toffoli, he is going to help massively, massively. you, You cannot even quantify it. You can't even quantify it. The intangibles that this guy is going to bring to that lineup in the playoffs is immeasurable. Yep. Flat out. I mean, when you have won the cup twice, and by the way, (laughs) he's won that cup twice with one of the hardest and most notoriously grumpy coaches ever (laughs) in Daryl Sutter. Yeah. He's done it twice with him. So this is going to be a cakewalk for Tyler. Yeah, a cakewalk. Yeah. He's going to love this. Yeah. So to, to me, I just can't express how much the New Jersey Devils as an organization, Tom Fitzgerald as the leadership in regards to, you know, bringing in players, getting rid of players, signing players. Th- they had an off season for the ages in my book. And, you know, somebody can sit there and say, geez, Mike, it's not like they brought in Wayne Gretzky. No, 
they brought in even more important shit than that. Yeah, exactly. Okay? Like, they brought in exactly what they needed. Tyler Toffoli, and, and I know I'm harping on this guy a lot. Marty, he's the type of guy, what's that? You need a top six, no problem. What's that? You need me to fall down to the top nine, no problem. Like Team player. Th- things, things like that and, and moves when you bring in players like that who can move up and down the lineup, the veteran leadership, and like I mentioned, the Stanley Cup experience, and I know I'm repeating myself here, just great moves all around. Yeah. Tom Fitzgerald, you had a summer, bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had me at Mercer. Um <laughs> All right. With with that said, we're just going to take a quick commercial break uh, for a word from our sponsors, uh, DraftKings. Uh, But when we come back, we're going to get right into some heavy stuff with uh, Check My Fanny and then round it out with some Beauties and the Beast. Oh, yes. I just said that, man. It's going to be so good. Uh, So uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Blue Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. And we're back. And I love that I'm saying this. Check my fanny. Um, oh, listen, guys, we had a busy offseason. You think New Jersey had a busy offseason. We were doing some stuff, man. I'd, <laughs> is it me? Or has this league really amped up its, its On the transactions? Trade yeah. In the last year or possibly two. I mean, my memory, I am 45. But uh, definitely in the last year, I've never... There's just been so much movement. I don't know if it's that people are reactionary or people are second-guessing their own teams. And I'm speaking for myself here. I don't know it either. <laughs> uh, some of it has been reactionary, and some of it has been second-guessing my own teams. Um, so I don't know what I'm doing from one, one day to the next. Probably why I've never won a championship. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, I, I mean, and we've talked about it before, and, and I won't stay too long on our, our kind of rules and our regulations and what our league's about. But we are not uh, a daily fantasy pool. We are um, a group of eight guys. We draft once in September, October at the start of the year, and we have a mid-season draft uh, roughly the third week of, uh, of January. Um, so there's only two times where we can um, where we cannot, um, uh, get our hands on players. So 
the trading comes into play, which makes things more interesting too, right? So, yeah. I mean, to, to me, that that's that's the big that's the big one. But when you have a rebuilding team, a retooling team, as opposed to a team that's uh, pushing for a championship too, I find that's come to fruition um, uh, as yeah. well. So you're right, uh, the it, timing it, of that, yeah. But I mean, you know what? Like, let's get right into it here in regards to the play. Basically, what I've done here, folks, is I'm going to go over the teams. Uh, myself or Marty, we'll go over the teams. Um, we're going to let you know who's in, who came in, who went out. And at the end, Marty and I will kind of give our little synopsis about who we think are winners and losers over the course of the summer. And uh, if you guys feel like chiming in as well, you can uh, let us know on any of our socials as well. So let's get cracking. And you know what? I'm going to go right down to the champs. We're going to start yeah. with the Royals here. So over the course of the summer... The Royals bring in Jack Eichel and Jonathan Huberto and send out Oof. Jordan Cairo, Jesper Bratt, Kevin Fiala, and the Phenom, Cole Caulfield. Gone. Gone. That's it. Yeah. So, so a couple of big names come in for the Royals, making some moves. Yeah. Getting some guys out. He had to. He had a, he had a wicked team last year. Won the yeah. championship. So he, you knew he was going to move out some guys, and he did. Get some assets. So let's go to the team that he traded Eichel to, and that would be the third overall um, team placement-wise in the standings last year at the end of the year, the Apocalypse. So the Apocalypse <laughs> actually got Brat and Fiala in that Eichel deal. They also got Dylan Gunther and Yaroslav Askarov in a trade with uh, the Pawn Hogs. They bring in Debrinket as well. So I really like some of the moves that your brother made there. He gets rid you of think? Eichel, Carlson, and Dunn. It's pretty good. I, I, I'll say it right away. He didn't lose much. Ap- Ap- Apocalypse are one of, one of the winners of the offseason, in my personal opinion. I agree. Le- Brigands. Why don't you go right ahead there, Marty, and let us know who was in and who's out. Well, in uh, is Terry out of Anaheim. Uh, Kuzmenko from Vancouver. In PLD, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. And Thomas Shabbat, who <laughs> our protected list were due uh, yesterday. And uh, I did a little faux pas. Uh, Mike and I talked about it earlier. I thought I protected him because <laughs> I flip-flopped between him and uh, Brandon Montour out of Florida. Um, and I flip flop because obviously Montour's out between he's coming back only between November and January. So I at one point was like, well, I'm not keeping him. And then I'm like, well, I got to keep him. He had such a great year last year. When he comes back, he'll be that good. Anyways, back and forth, back and forth. Ended up not protecting either of them. <laughs> I didn't protect either of them. I chose Alex Pietrangelo out of Las, uh, Las Vegas. But anyways, all that aside, I did trade for him, um, and I was happy to get him at the time. Out is uh, William Eklund in San Jose, young gun, and uh, Logan Thompson, uh, goalie in uh, Las Vegas. That one hurt. Uh, but that trade got me Kuzmenko um, and uh, – was it Kuzmenko Who fits and nice Yeah. Yeah, who fits nicely into a future star, by the way. Exactly. 81 games. Thank you very much. <laughs> Stashing away a, what, 30, what was it, 36, 30, 37 goals for that guy? I want, I it was up I there. It was, it was up there for sure. I thought it was 33, it was but maybe there. I'm wrong. But yeah, that uh, was we're gonna, uh, my we're moves. Gonna, we're going to follow it up with the Bucks. They bring in Kairou and Alex Tuck, and they send out uh, Connor Hellebuck. So he's done. 
Cougars God. end up bringing in Cole Caulfield. And the Cougars are one of the teams that uh, kind of sold, I don't want to say sold the farm completely, but he certainly uh, got yeah. rid of some guys. Uh, out for the Cougars are Swayman, Terry, Debrinket, Huberto, and Bouchard. Uh, so the Cougars, Cougars making some moves there. Uh, the Demons bring in Eklund, Thompson, Addison, and Bouchard. Uh, going out was Kuzmenko, PLD, and Shabbat, which was the big trade to you. Uh, myself, the Dragons, only brought in the bi- one big name, Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. Added okay. to added to the stalwarts Sorokin and Shosturkin, and uh, I got rid of Bushnevich, Gensel, Sergachev, and Alex Tuck. The Pawn Hogs, the last team to. Uh, the last team to go over here brought... Actually, this is probably another one of my winners, to be very honest with you, in regards yep. to the offseason. Uh, the Pond Hogs bring in Jeremy Swayman, um, John Carlson, Vince Dunn, Pavel Busnevich, and Jake Gensel. And out, going out is only Kalen Addison. Um, here's the big thing for the Pond Hogs, and this is, I'll, I'll leave uh, the rest of this uh, segment to you, Marty. The Pond Hogs got some of these players... So ridiculously cheap. And it, it's a great move. I don't know if it was part of the plan. I have no idea. But either way, even if it wasn't part of the plan, I mean, from my own team, Marty, uh, the Pondhogs got Bushnevich and Gensel for the, for the grand total of two fifth-round picks and a third-round midseason. Yeah. So players that I needed to move because I, I wasn't keeping them. Mm-hmm. So players I need to move, I actually, I get some assets for them. Yep. But Jason totally, totally makes the right move here. I mean, for me personally, in, in Gensel is a perfect example. 28-year-old, still in his prime, yeah. point-of-game guy. I just couldn't keep him because I felt I wanted to go more on a defense with uh, Hedman at 75 points projection. Uh, so you know what? Listen, all I'm going to say is this. My two winners... For the offseason in the CFHL this year are the Apocalypse and the Pawn Hogs. Uh, and you're not wrong. Uh, f- by far and away, the two best uh, in terms of offseason moves. Um, and in terms of teams as well, um, I was working on this before we started the show, but uh, I, I didn't get around to finishing it. <clears throat> I was going to place, I was having a hard time decide. Who's going to finish 1-2? I do think that Joel will finish the season as the champ. Uh, I do think he's got the better team. However, the Pondhogs are going to leapfrog everybody else. And for a lot of reasons, but I'm going to point out a few of them here. One of them is, so he went out and he got himself uh, Jeremy Swayman. He currently, on his protected list, has Swayman, um, Peter Kochetkov from Carolina, and Jesper Walstead from Minnesota. Now, Obviously, he's got those three. Let me just tell you this right now. All three of those players are eligible to be protected in the Future Stars roster. So if he wanted to, he could protect another one, which I think he will because nobody else is. So he's protecting two goalies while keeping one on his active roster, which is most likely going to be Jeremy Swayman, and he protects the other two. That's one reason. The other reason, and probably the, uh, the one that's going to be the most obvious, is he currently has Nico Herscher, Jack Hughes, Clayton Keller, Jason Robertson, Quinn Hughes. Uh, like you mentioned, Pavel Buchnevich. He's also got uh, Jake Gunsel as well. John Carlson, Vince Dunn, and uh, Mikhail Sergachev. These are all players who are capable of producing now. These are all players who, some of them were on your team, helped you 
be, uh, get in second place, uh, still you know keeping co competition up. You were just you're just as much as a champion as Scott was. Scott just you know happened to have that one extra edge that makes the difference, right? But all these players are already great players to have on a championship team. Then sprinkle in the fact the first between pick one and pick 11, he has seven picks. <laughs> he, there's only four picks where he's not picking. That's it. That's it. And nobody else has back-to-back -back picks or doubled up on, um, sorry, Apocalypse. Oh, and Demons. So those are the only other two from 1 to 12. Sorry, Ponhogs has six, not seven. They have seven in the first 30, but they have six in the top 11. There's only two other teams, Apocalypse and Demons, that have two other picks in the 1 to 11 span. And I'm saying that because when I was doing this, is because I had picked 12. So I wanted to know what was going to leave in the first 11 picks. I'm kind of making my predictions there. So Ponhogs have the best of the best. They have the first overall. And then it just gets ridiculous from there on out. So they've put themselves... I wonder if... And I say they, like there's more than one owner. I wonder if Jason, if this has really been... His because he's going to get Connor Bedard. So, right there, throw Connor Bedard in that friggin' team. Throw in uh, Fantilli, too, if you want, because he's got, I believe he has the second pick as well. Does he not? Hold on, let me just see here. Uh, Tom would have no, the second Tom pick. Tom has the second pick. Sorry, that's right. So, maybe you lose Fantilli, but then you get Cooley if you want. Or then you. Well, he's already got him. He's oh, already, he's got, already him. got him. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Jeez. What so, I'm getting at is he's got the best opportunity to really, on top of his team that's already stacked, he now gets the opportunity to load it up. Like he he'll gets need to a little bit of help in nets. Oh, he'll 100%. Need just a bit of a help, a bit of help in nets, but he's he's got, but he he's got the, he's got guys to. He's the only one keeping right four defensemen, and he's, he's the only guy keeping four D. And it's so not he, like I'm keeping four D, and one of them is a future star. They're all going to be on his lineup. Hundred percent. Quinn Hughes, John Carlson, Vince Dunn, and, and Sergeyev. These are not bad players. These are all great players. Any one of us would start any one of those players. <clears throat> so overall, this is why I'm saying, and he's got a couple of hundred plus players on his team in, in Robertson um, and Hughes. Um, he has the makings of a championship team for this year. So while I'm taking Joel, just because how do you vote against a guy who came in third, you know, realistically was right there in the championship, right down to the last minute. Um, and he still has Kucherov and McDavid. And I just say Kucherov before McDavid for some stupid reason. Um, and then you got, you know, throw in Makar uh, and then throw in Pedersen. Like Joel's got a stack team as well. It, I don't know. It could honestly go either way, but I don't see Jason being anywhere other than, and I'm going to say top I, three I, just, just for the hell of it, but he's in the top two as far as I'm concerned. I can tell you one thing, like we've we've talked about a dog fight over the past couple of years oh, in regards God. to the, in regards to the dude. If we thought the last couple of years were a dog fight for a championship, this might be throw worse. Th throw Jason in there now. Like this yeah. is getting absolutely oh, yeah. ridiculous. It is. We're not it's going anywhere. Nuts. You are not. You're not like, going. In. Your team is still stacked. Your team still looks great. The champs I'm still pushing. The champs like, look phenomenal as they've always done. So and. You got, you got Scott's going to push. Well, Scott's going to push. You're going to push. I'm going to push. Joel's going to push. Um, yep. Ron's going to push. Jason's yes. going to push. So we're an eight-team league, and we already have six teams that are going to push for a championship. So 
I'm and and I'm sorry, but the Cougars gonna get messy. are not. The, the Cougars have a team that can do some damage as well. I mean, oh, let, me, yes. let me read it off to you. I mean, Dylan Larkin, Nylander, Panarin, Connor, Kyle Connor, uh, Nick Suzuki, Dylan Cousins, Cole Caulfield, Matt Boldy. Those are his forwards. So he's not going anywhere. No. Like, he's not. So Morsi and Sider on defense and Hughes, by the way, Luke Hughes. So Like, it's going to be it's gonna be nuts in regards to. Ryan's always standings. been the team that spoils it for others, I find. That's oh. always been his thing. Yeah, that's what he's you used won. to do, punk. It's, yeah, that's well, what your team used to do. The only difference is Ryan can, has actually, you know, won a championships on the backs of something like that. I've never, so I'm hoping this year is different. But I just don't see how I can keep up with the likes of uh, the Apocalypse, Pawn Hogs, um, Royals, Dragons. Like I see myself landing right in the middle again, um, which is not okay, but it is what it is. But at least I've gotten a little bit younger this year, so there's that. However, oh, oh. anyways. It, you, you know, this, I, 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 we got to put a stop to this segment because we're starting to talk about the other boys in, in, in the league. And you know what? This is our show. So, I mean, we got to <laughs> keep this things on point. We got to keep things on point here. Can't give them too much. Good point, Can't good give point. them too much, too many kudos here. No. Um, actually, and, you know, on that note, why don't we head right into the beauties and the beasts? Because this is, this oh. is fun. I like doing top fives um, normally or even top 10 kind of thing. But normally you sort of do all skaters, but I like that we did forwards, defensemen, and goalies. Um, to me, that's, okay. that spreads it out a lot more, and it's a little more interesting. And we've so, got different of shocking. We have different of opinions. So, <laughs> so here's what we're gonna do. I figured what what we should do is I'll go ahead read my forwards, and then you read your forwards, and then we can start arguing with each other about what we didn't like and what we did like. Sure. <laughs> okay. So you know what? Let me go off first here. Yeah. So my top five. Now again, folks, this is top five fantasy forwards defensemen and goaltenders now keep in mind at least i did anyway when i was picking this i was going off of my scoring system in our cfhl our own our own fantasy league uh two points for a goaltender win five for a shutout one for a tie in regards to uh um, forwards it's one and one goal assist for defense it's two points for a goal one point for an assist so here we go Top five fantasy forwards, Mike. Connor McDavid, C career stats. That's it. That's all. Leon Dreisaitl. Leon Dreisaitl, second best player on the planet. I, I love his physicality and his snarl. He's got some bite to his game. I love that. True. Third, Nathan McKinnon. Better expect a huge year out of these guys. Captain Gabe Landeskog's not going to be there all year long. So Rantanen, your Makars. Uh, your McKinnons, they're going to take on a big leadership role, big time. Look for a big year for McKinnon. Jack Hughes, do I need to say anything more? New Jersey, this kid is a phenom. Look for a 100-point season or pushing. Not, nothing's going to stop this kid this year. The only thing that could put any damper on it would be an injury. Fourth overall, Jason Robertson. Love this kid. Scores, scores, scores. I mean, 109 points last year. I mean, I, I don't know what more you want from the guy. First line, first power play. He's got everything you need. Jason Robertson, fourth overall. Fifth, Nikita Kucherov. He's not my favorite, but you can't take it away. This guy is money in the bank. If he plays and is not injured, we've all seen what this guy can do, and it, and it is dangerous. So, once again, 
If he can stay healthy and, there can, and the Tampa Bay can stay healthy as an organization, I think that you have another pushing for 100 easily here with Nikita Kucherov as well. Marty, over to you with the top five fantasy forwards. Um, all right. Yeah, obviously, Connor McDavid, nothing's going to change there. It, I, he's actually also going to lead the league in goals again. Um, I think he's going to end up with Probably. more than we did last year. I think he, he had, what, 64 last year? Um, I, Does he hit 70 this year? Yes or no? I, I don't think he's going to hit 70, but I do think he gets awfully close, and we're going to talk about the whole season long. But this is the thing with Connor McDavid. It seems every year of his career has been a next level. And believe it or not, this year it ain't different. Um, and that means pretty good stuff for the second guy on my list here, Leon Dreisaitl, second best player in the world, 100%. If McDavid didn't exist, Leon Dreisaitl would absolutely be the best player in the world. The only thing, I guess, the only reason why you can't say it right now is just because McDavid has really been ridiculous every single year of his career. Um, so, but anyways, those are two pretty obvious ones. Third one, I'm right there with you. Um, McKinnon and Colorado as a whole, this will be, this will be an offensive, not a surprise because Colorado is very offensive, but I have a feeling this is going to be a fast, aggressively offensive team and it'll be led there. Exactly. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I I think a lot of that is going to come out this year and they're going to (laughs) be, they're going to be so much more dangerous, which is ridiculous to think because they weren't a bad team last year. Um, nope. They just—I think they just ran out of steam. There's always that concept of like, oh, Stanley Cup hangover, whatever. But um, listen, it comes from the top down, and there's nobody more at the top than Nathan McKinnon on that team, um, and it'll trickle down. Everyone's going to benefit from being around Nathan McKinnon. Listen, I'm putting Nikita—I'm um, putting Nikita Kucherov here uh, in this place um, because he's going to stay healthy. And and the main reason originally I had Jack Hughes here instead, um, but the reason why I switched it up is because Tampa got a first round exit last year. This isn't your typical off season for Cooch, where normally, which if you look at his career over over the span of is it like ten seasons, maybe twelve, whatever it is, he's always gone. 82, then 77, then 80, then 82. He did that once, but then 68, and then 47, and then 82. <laughs> you would kind of assume that this is a year where he's going to get an injury, something's going to happen, but it ain't going to happen. This team didn't go to the playoffs last year. Or sorry, this team. <laughs> yeah, foresight. Uh, this team didn't <laughs> go deep into the playoffs last year. They got ousted in the first round. And it hurt like a son of a gun for sure, but it was beneficial to players like Stamkos, to uh, Kucherov, to Vasilevsky. Um, they're going to benefit from that for this year. Kuch is healthy. He'll feel really, really good the whole season long. And that can only mean another reason why Joel's going to win. He's got two of the top five right here in both of our lists. This is why Joel's going to win. Um, so, yeah, so Nikita, uh, Nikita Kucherov, uh, probably one of his best seasons in a long, long time, which is funny to say because he doesn't have bad seasons. Uh, and last on my list, Jason Robertson, uh, just because this kid, not in the same way that Connor McDavid continues to go up and up every season, because that's otherworldly. However, Jason Robertson, in a league where McDavid doesn't yeah. exist, everyone's talking about him. And he pushes this league offensively. He drives, The NHL wraps their love around Jason Robertson. This kid knows no end to his talent. I promise you. He will... 
he will absolutely be a 50-plus goal scorer at some point. He will push for 120 points at some point. Is it this year? I won't be surprised. But I think he still has two, three, four more seasons where we finally get to see his ceiling. I don't think he's anywhere near it right now. Um, so that's why I have him there now only because Cooch is going to go off. But I could flop. I can flip-flop on those two any day of the week. In fact, I can flip-flop him with Nathan McKinnon. But you're right. I think Colorado is just very angry. And there's something about an angry Colorado team I don't want to bet against at all. Well, speaking of uh, being angry, I, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that you're not angry at me because here I am just realizing now um, I'm cheating. <laughs> you're cheating? I, I, I'm, I'm cheating with my forwards and I'll also be cheating with my goaltenders. I gave you a top six. <laughs> oh, did you so, really? You know what? But that's okay, though. But that's okay. That's so I'm just gi- so I'm giving you a top six. So I'm, I'm going to cheat there. And you know what? There's not too much oh, argument for me. <laughs> and there, there's not too much argument for me because you know what? We pretty much have the same guys. And I mean, again, I'll there, put Hughes there at number six. I'm gonna tell you right well, now, no, Jack Hughes should be but, there. And they're interchangeable, right? Like it, it, it yes. just depends on who's gonna have the better year. Now, no. where we do, I think, have a little bit of difference. Yes. I think is in our. I think is in our D. So do you want me to go ahead and, and give you my five D? Okay. Yeah. So here, here it is. Is it only five? Top five. <laughs> uh, hold on, one, two, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, 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 I didn't know how to count my forwards, but I know how to count my D, Apparently. though. <laughs> Top five fantasy defensemen, Mike's picks. Number one, I think, is everybody's number one, Kale McCarr. I yes. mean, the skating and the skill level is just ridiculous, right? Top end, so, I mean, yeah. I, I don't need to go. Any, uh, everybody saw that one move, and it was against Chicago, and I can't remember the player it was against, but we all know what I'm talking about. Kale McCarr, number one fantasy defenseman off the board. Happy to say at number two, one of my own players on the Dragons, Rasmus Dahlin. Big, big, big jump last year. Huge jump. Um, yeah. Apparently, there's talk, there's talk that he's going to be signing an eight-year, $10.5 million contract. Uh, at least that's the rumor. We'll see if that actually comes to fruition or not. But you know what? Deserving. He's in such a he's in such a great spot. Young team, yep. young up and coming. He's yep. he's growing and maturing with with the whole team as a whole. Uh, you know, sky's the limit for for Darlene. Happy to have him on the squad. Yep, love seeing love seeing this as well. Again, another one from my Dragons roster, Miro Heiskinen. I usually don't read word for word what I write down, but I will this time. <laughs> I called it. I called it at last year's draft, bud. As soon as Klingberg left, I made the move to get that number one overall pick. I saw that Joel, I think it was your brother that uh, left him unprotected. And I was like, you know what? I just got a feeling. I, I really, really do. Went after him, got him, boom. Good job. He's secured. He's in there. Good to go. And you, and you know what? I mean, the, the best thing about it is his defensive game was already there. Like that was already. So he's the yep. complete package now. The defense was already there. That's the hard part. Yeah. I mean, uh, Pete DeBoro loosens the uh, the reins on offense, and look what you get. So, and I personally think that there's an even higher ceiling, and I think we can see that as early as this year. Yep. Next up, Quinn Hughes. This guy, he's he's a, what he's done in Vancouver with the talent around him, or lack thereof. Got the C today, so to by speak, the way. Or, you saw or, that. Or, no, I did not. I was you unaware. Got to see today. Quinn, you know what? That, that to me just hammers this whole point home. Yeah. 
you go and look at this guy's production with that lineup. And again, I'm not saying that this is an Arizona Coyotes lineup per se. <laughs> like, and even Arizona is not devoid of talent. But yeah. I, I mean, there just isn't a lot going on. We saw everything that went on with Bruce Boudreaux. I mean, things were toxic around there for a while, and this guy just keeps putting up points, and now yeah. he's captain? Like, yeah. hey, listen, to me, couldn't have gone to a better guy. Could not have gone to a better guy. Level-headed. He's the right guy for that big time, in my personal opinion. I mean, yeah. all, again, all I have to say is, look what Quinn, Quinn Hughes has done under the conditions in Vancouver. That's pretty damn impressive. Agreed. Fifth on the list, Adam Fox. I mean... He's got a Norris Trophy in the bag, plays on a, on, on a run-and-gun team in, in, in uh, the Rangers. they got lots of talent there around him. Super productive, obviously. I mean, he's been great for, uh, for Scott over the past couple of years. Yeah. I mean, de- de- totally deserving of the, uh, of, of the uh, fifth fantasy defenseman in my book. And I mean, he's just a, and, and all of these guys are, I mean, this, this goes for all of these guys. They really are a big piece of the puzzle of what these teams do. And what I mean by that, and Marty, I know you're going to back me up on this. Just about every championship team has that defenseman. Now, whether it's, uh, you know, you can have a number one kind of a, a speedy defenseman, like a, a Makar who's all offense, or you can have a big kind of a bruiser, right? Like a Jacob Truba. I mean, d- yeah. two Two guys that can give you exactly what you need out of a number one defenseman, just in different ways, right? Like Truba, physicality, you know, laying the, laying the boom, all this stuff. Makar, yeah. more kind of flashy dash, skating in the whole nine yards. But those are my top five fantasy defensemen. Over to you, Marty. Not bad. Uh, yeah, we disagree, though. <laughs> oh, yes. It's okay. Um, Kyle McCarr, the McDavid of defensemen. That there's no questioning that we're just going to move right on. Uh, Eric Carlson uh, is my number two because you can't bet against Crosby, who is still producing at a 90 point pace. He did so last year. Um, I believe he'll do it again this year. Uh, Evgeny Malkin is still there. Latang is still there. Um, this team is slightly rejuvenated by uh, getting Kyle Dubas. He's done really, really good by surrounding this team with, uh, you know, accessories exterior talent uh, that does very, very well. But at the end of the day, Eric Carlson, who just finished a career year in in a shitty team in San Jose, is about to play on a power play with Sidney Crosby and getting Malkin and Jake Gunsel. Um, Even if you throw in Brian Rust in there because he's injured, it doesn't matter. Um, Eric Carlson is going to have another monster year, another one that Scott ended up rightfully protecting uh, on top of his Adam Fox. Um, Miro Hiskinen, because you're right. You were right last year, and you're right this year. The only reason I'm not putting him above Eric Carlson is because Carlson's playing with the likes of Crosby and Malkin, who are everybody on that Pittsburgh team is aware that this is, you know, you're nearing the last two or three years where you get to seriously consider to push. Uh, the other, sorry, the other thing I forgot to mention about Pittsburgh is that they didn't make the playoffs last year. There's that extra hunger in Pittsburgh, which is part of the reason why they went out and got Carlson. Uh, but Heiskanen, no slouch. Um, in fact, he will get uh, where Jason Roberts goes. Mira Hiskinen is right there with him. They're not carrying each other. They're complimenting each other. You take one out, the other one's still going to do great. That's not my point. My point is that you've got them both together, and you don't need to take <laughs> them out. They're playing together. They're going to get points together. This is going to be ridiculous. Rasmus Dahlin, 100%. Uh, his upward trajectory, I don't know that it... On this team, 
Put him on a different team, maybe it's different. But with Tage Thompson, Alex Tuck, Jeff Skinner, uh, even some of the younger kids, cousins, um, it doesn't matter. They're all good. This is a great team. And at the core of all that is a quarterback. And that is Rasmus Dahlin, as far as I'm concerned, especially on that power play. This team, this team's going to push Edmonton for the best power play in the league. I fully believe that this year. Uh, a little bit more mature, a little bit more experienced goes a long way. And this team will do exactly that. And Rasmus Dahlin, is, he's going to be collecting a lot of points for you. So that's another reason why you're going to be staying in the competition. You've got two of the top three in this uh, top five, my man. Uh, Dougie Hamilton, because you can't count out anyone from New Jersey. Uh, it's got to go. It's got to start from someone. And I know I keep saying his quarterbacks, power plays, but this is where this is the bread and butter for defensemen, right? This is where they get the vast majority of their big production. Um, unless you're a Kyle McCarr and you can just do it all the time. These players all have the ability to do it on five on five. Don't get me wrong. But a big help for that is that every single one of these guys is the puck moving defenseman that their team needs. And they're all finishers, too. Each and every one of these guys can put the puck in the back of the net, but they all know the role and they play it so well. So my top five, McCarr, Carlson, Heiskanen, uh, Darlene, and Hamilton. Uh, the know, I feel good about the it. Only, the only gripe that I have, and it, 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 goes, it goes back to whenever Carlson first got to San Jose. As soon as that trade was made, the, the, the first thing that came to mind is, how is this going to work out between him and Latang when it didn't work out very well between him and Burns? Now, right. Everybody's more mature. Maybe he's learned from it. Maybe he's going to come in and he's going to be like, I'm the man. Maybe Carlson's going to come in and he's going to say, I'm the man. And he's going to have that attitude and it's going to work out for him. That's mm -hmm. the only thing I'm concerned about. Um, the other thing I'm, well, and this is more of a team concept. The other thing I'm concerned about is Pittsburgh didn't need an offensive defenseman. They needed a defensive defenseman. So again, obviously Dubas has got his, his own thinking, he's, he's going for it. You certainly can't take that away from him. He, he's doubling down on that aging squad. Like, yeah. he, he's, not, he's not trying to tread water. He's, he dove in, and he's either going to sink or swim. Yeah. So you got to give it to the guy for, the, for that. I don't think he made the right move. That's my personal opinion, but we're going to find out. And, you know, for, for Scott's sake... Hopefully he goes right in there and he continues on exactly what he did. And like I say, maybe he has that mentality where, you know what? I remember what happened when I first came to the Sharks whenever Burns was here. And I bet you he was probably, they were try probably trying to play off each other a little bit. Maybe he comes in there and says, Latang, love you guy, but I'm the man. I'm the, hundred, I'm the first defenseman to score 100 points in I don't know how long. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? That's the only yeah. gripe I have. Moving on. That's fair. Moving on. We've got, we've got. Things to get to. We've got goaltenders to get to, and also a prediction on Connor Bedard. But first, I'm going to give you my five goalies, and I am loving this because I own three of the five <laughs> that I'm. I own three of the five I'm going to give you. Yeah. So let's do it. Igor Shosturkin is my number one guy. That's the guy I think that could get the most fantasy points this year out of any goaltender. Shosturkin, look at the stats since he's coming to the NHL. Yes, Hard to he, argue. He, he is more mature in regards to the fact that he's played professional hockey over in Russia. Come over here. But you know what? Rather than put up pedestrian numbers, in 158 games played, he's got 99 wins, 42 losses, 15 ties. This is the most impressive stat out of this. In his first 158 games played in the National Hockey League, 
2.37 goals against average with a 924 save percentage. That right there is playoff hockey right there, my man. Yeah. Truly, truly elite. Next on the list, Ilya Sorokin. Same thing. He's come over from Russia in he hasn't, he hasn't as much time as Shosturkin. Shosturkin's had four years in, in the NHL. Sorokin is only three. In his three years, 136 games played, 70 wins, 46 losses, 18 ties. Dude, 2.33 goals against average in his three years, across the first three years. 924 save percentage as well. He's never had a, a, um, a GAA higher than 2.4 in any of the three years. To me, these, these two guys... Are tops for me. I will put a caveat besides Sorokin, and this is the caveat. He plays for the New York Islanders. So, unless the Islanders can figure something out, and I'm hoping that they have a one-two punch all year long in Barzal and Horvat. They gelled well together, but injuries cut that short. I'm hoping that's something they can lean on throughout the year. I'm hoping they can find some offenses somewhere because he's got the Nets taken care of like it's nobody's business. Third is Andre Vasilevsky. What more can you say about the guy? Two-time Stanley Cup, Conn Smythe, Vesna winner. For a number of years, he wasn't just the best goalie in the NHL. He was dominating, okay? Like dominating the league in regards to fantasy points, best goal. Like it wasn't even funny. And I'm sorry... You've got a group of players, and I'm going to throw Hedman into this as well, which is one of the reasons why I kept him on my protected list. This team is going to be hungry to get back to where they were. They took it on the chin in round one. That was three long runs in the playoffs. Puttered out a little bit. I think these guys are ready to come back. I think they got some new young kids ready, hungry. I'd watch out for these guys. I'm not saying that Vasilevsky's... Uh, peripheral numbers, goals against average and save percentage are going to be as good as they have been, but he'll be right there. Fourth guy up, Connor Hellebuck. Need I say more? This guy's been the workhorse of the league over the past three to four seasons. He's going to play a ton. The wins may not be there as much as previous years past because of the, 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 the way the team is built at the present moment, but listen, Hellebuck is Hellebuck is Hellebuck. No yeah. matter what the situation is, he's going to give you some good net mining. This is where I cheated a little bit again, because rather than five, I have six goalies. And I put Alexander Georgiev and Jake Ottinger together as my number five, six. Now, I will put another caveat in here. We could literally see Georgiev go to the top of this list. He actually did have the most wins out of any goaltender last year at 40. And if I'm not mistaken, Jake Ottinger wasn't too far behind with 37. Either way, with right. both of these guys, you're getting elite teams. These are b both guys that are going to... I wouldn't go as far as workhorse, like 65 games, but these two goaltenders are going to push 60, if not the actual 60 number or just a smidge above. So you're getting some really, really great um, um, games played out of both of these goaltenders. I mean, need I say more out of either one of them? Georgia comes in there. First year with the Avalanche, throws up 40. Ottinger, I mean, Otter's done it since that first playoff against Calgary where he had like five shutouts or whatever the hell it was in that first yeah. round. So those two finish off my top five goaltenders, actually top six. Marty, you're up. Not going to lie, I've been rejigging my list. Uh, I didn't like what I wrote. 
I hadn't looked at it in, so I finished it, I want to say maybe about a week and a half ago, or maybe less than that, maybe about a week. Um, and I'm looking at it right now, or I look, I was looking at it, I'm like, I don't like this. So I've just rejigged it. Uh, it was Shesterkin, uh, no, it was, no, I'm not going to say what it was. I'm just going to say what it is now. Okay, good. First good, one, good, the first one is Shesterkin. I don't think, there's no arguing that. The Rangers are pissed. Um, and they're going to get there, and it's going to be on the backs of Shesterkin. I think he's especially pissed, too. Um, so look for him to somehow find another level, and he'll win more games for New York. New York is going to be a phenomenal team, so just it's, a, it's money in the bank as far as I'm concerned. And he is probably the best goalie in the world right now. So I think that's safe to say. Georgiev, because we talked about Colorado's pissed off too. They're going to go far. Georgiev is going to reap the benefits. And then remember, this we're talking, we're not saying who are the best goalies in the league. We're saying who are the best fantasy goalies to have on your team. Which ones are essentially going to get you the most points? So that's the most W's and shutouts. I don't really care about save percentage and goals against. Those goes hand. Those go hand in hand. But look at what Martin Jones did last year. I'm sure he helped a lot of fantasy teams last year, and his numbers were terrible in, in terms of peripherals, in terms of his goals against and save percentage. But his wins were right up there. So if you rode Jones l late last year, you were getting a lot of points, and you maybe climbed the standings. So Georgiev is another reason why I've got him number two is because Colorado's going to go on a tear. Jake Odinger is... Or Odinger. What is it? Odinger or Odinger? I'm so French. Um... <laughs> I would call it Jake Ottinger. That's what I Ottinger. say. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. So Jake Ottinger, uh, another upward trajectory player, uh, still hasn't hit his ceiling yet. Uh, he's a legit top flight goalie in the world right now. Um, and Dallas isn't going anywhere. They didn't get worse. They got better. So this team is, and he's getting better. Um, so, and I feel he, I feel he might have even a little chip on his shoulder because of what happened in the playoffs. So he might feel like, well, some people were questioning me. I've got a little bit more to prove. <coughs> We're good. Um, <laughs> the next guy I'm yeah. Next guy on my list, I will say this: I had for some reason Allmark on my list, and I think I was drunk. Um, I swapped him for Helly because I don't care where Helly plays; he's going to get the Ws, and he's going to be very successful. Um, they're not going to send him to Anaheim. They're going to make sure he stays. Well, not going to make sure they're going to get a better return on a solid team. So he's going to go to either a great team or he's going to stay in Winnipeg, where I just finished saying Winnipeg is going to be one of the most surprising teams in the league. So how do you do that without a top flight goalie winning you game after game? So it made no sense to have to not have him in there. So Helly is my number four. And this is where I think a lot of people are going to, you know, Marty, you're nuts. My number five, he's going to have a career year. Uh, he's going to carry the team in a way that you haven't seen in a long time. Uh, he's already got the numbers to prove it. Um, just not, you know, the longevity of the numbers. He hasn't done this more than once, but what he did last year was enough for me to feel like, okay, if you look at his numbers, look at his career, his trajectory, it made sense that he landed where he's at last year. And I think it's just going to propel him because his backup is just going to be there to support him and the support that he's got in his backup. I'm not sure it's unparalleled in the league. And I'm talking about Gustafson out of Minnesota. And I'm talking about Marc-Andre Fleury right behind him. Marc-Andre Fleury is going to give him everything he needs to be successful. Marc-Andre Fleury is the real goaltender coach right now. Um, I don't know who the Minnesota goaltender coach is, but no disrespect to him. But right now, that's what Marc-Andre Fleury is. He's grooming Gustafson to be a dude. You're going to be like this. This is the kind of goalie you're going to be because this is the kind of goalie I was. How many cups did Fleury win? 
two. I want to say three. Was, was it three? Somewhere uh, around there. I think he's got three. I think he's got three. Three. Not bad. Uh, and the guy's going to be in the Hall of Fame. 100%. So that's your guy behind you pushing you. Look, Flurry's a great goalie. He's a great person. Not anymore. Sorry, he's still a great person. <laughs> but he's not the goalie <laughs> he used to be. He's not going to play as many games. And that's not why he agreed to come back this year. He agreed to come back this year to help Gustafson. And Gustafson's going to be <clears throat> such a good goalie this year. And he is my, my pick to be the, one of the most important fantasy picks in the league this year. Because if, if your league really leans heavily on goalies for Ws and shutouts, specifically if they lean heavily on save percentage and goals against as well, all of the stats for a goalie. Gustafsson is going to be one of the best in the league, um, flirting with all of them, Shosurkin, Sorokin. And, and who knows? Maybe he, maybe he does even better than I'm saying. I won't be that surprised. But he's my, he's my massive, massive pick for any fantasy team out there. Uh, I mean, Gustafsson is definitely going to be a great pick. I, I don't know if I – listen, I don't know if I'd put him top five. But I will say this, Marty. Weirder things have happened. And yeah. if at the end of the year, if at the end of the year, he happens to be one of the top five fantasy goaltenders in our point scoring system, like I, I can't sit here and say that it would surprise me. And, and, and the reason I say that is just the reason I say that is, I mean, you know, Minnesota is a pretty decent team. Like, yeah, they're not they're, they're not a bottom dweller here. So no. and, and he had some really great numbers. I think I want to say that most of Gustafson's numbers last year were probably just a shade under Allmark. Like he was right up there, like second or third overall in the league, I think, yeah. in save percentage and goals against average. So it's so. there. You just need a larger sample size to me. Is that Exactly. It. So, yeah. So yeah. now listen, with this Connor Bedard prediction, I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and give my, uh, you know what? You, you know what? No, you go ahead and give yours and then I'll say what I have to say. People are going to hate, <clears throat> people are going to hate me for this because if it doesn't turn out, they're gonna be like, you're the reason why, <laughs> but I have full <laughs> faith in him. I, I, I don't, the way the league is right now and the way things roll in that league, it's a young players league. The way that team Listen, these aren't great players that are around him, but they're not bad players either. Tyler Radish actually deserves, deserves a lot more credit than he gets. Corey Perry is not an offensive man, but he'll make sure that he's got room to play. Um, Seth Jones, another great sleeper pick out there for someone who's just going to pick up a lot of assists um, on the power play and on even strength. There's enough for me to like Taylor Hall. Forgot about him. There's enough. These are the kinds of players that Connor Bedard banks on. And he can bake on anyone. But these players specifically, this is what they do. Taylor Hall banks on other players around him. He doesn't lead. He banks. Same thing with Tyler Radish. Same thing with Seth Jones. Same thing with, I'm not going to say Corey Perry. <laughs> Anybody else who's <laughs> young, that team, Connor Bedard is going to lead you to the promised land. Not playoffs, just some really good numbers. Because at the end of the day, Chicago goes out nobody in net. So let's not even talk about that. But Connor Bedard would have thirty, will have thirty-five, sixty-five, one hundred in his rookie season. Oh my lord! I know, okay. I know. You know what? Okay. Better than Big David. <laughs> Let Let's pump the brakes on no. any one hundred point season, shall no. we? No, we won't. Okay, now listen. Don't get me wrong. The kid's supremely talented, and I foresee yes. many, many seasons where this kid is going to have, where, where he'll hit the century mark. I mean. Oh, yeah, he will. 
I, I just personally don't think it's going to happen this year, but I'll tell you what. I will go off of a former number one overall selection by the Blackhawks in Mr. Patrick Kane. Oh, Patrick in, Kane. Nice. In, in his first season, 82 games played, 21 goals, 51 assists for 72 points. And me personally, that's exactly the wheelhouse that I see Bedard in. I've got him down for a nice round, 25 goals, 50 assists for 75 points, plus the Calder Trophy. Oh, so obviously, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna call it 75 points. I mean, right. you and I both you and I both know if we had a, any rookie score 75 points in their first year, we would be over the moon with that. Yep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe you know bring the reins back in from the. Mr. LaFave train, if you will. There's um, something about predictions. I can't go easy on predictions. I lose myself. <laughs> That's hence why I've got all good Lucison, and hence yeah, why I've that, got 35 goals for Connor Bedard on in his record. That, that's what I'm. That's what I'm here for, Oof. bud. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to balance. I'm here to balance you out, guy. I'm here to balance you out, guy. So there you have it. Predictions for Connor Bedard: 100 points from Marty, 75 points from Mike, and. Before we end this program, there is going to be a case of beer to the winner of this stuff. prediction. The yeah. winner of this prediction. Whoever is closer, and none of this over bullshit uh, all or under or whatever. Right. Who cares? <laughs> whoever is closest to his actual numbers this year buys the other guy a case of beer going into the summer. Boom. That's right. There that's it how is. you do it. Perfect. And that's how I love you, it. And that's how you finish off. Episode one of season. Oh, baby. In the books. It's in the books, baby. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. If you are interested in reaching out to us, you can email us at two guys, a league, and some guests at gmail.com. You can find our latest episodes on our website at twogalag.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter for all of our info. Our handle is at Tugalag. That's the number two, followed by G-A-L-A-G. Thanks for listening, and until next time.